Welcome to a very special edition of Love Hate Automate, coming to you from the heart of innovation and creativity at NFT Paris. In this episode, we're diving deep into the digital fashion revolution, exploring how the lines between physical and virtual fashion are blurring more and more than ever before. We talk Tommy, Sandbox, LVMH, G Money, and much, much more as we start to uncover the strategic mysteries of tech adoption in the fashion space. It's an absolute privilege to welcome Louise Lang to the show today. Now, Louise is the founder of Fidgetal Twin, an incredible technology that is empowering mass customization and agile manufacturing in the fashion industry. But Louise, before we get into the juicy insights of NFT Paris, it would be great if you could introduce yourself. Hi, um, thanks for having me on your show, Dale. Pleasure to be here. Um, I'm Louise Lang, the founder of Digital Twin. Um, we help creators, Web3 and gaming companies and startups actualize their fashion collections in IRL. We also help large brands digitize their current collections in 3D. And we work with some of the largest retailers to implement their digital strategies across gaming, immersive worlds and Apple Vision Pro. And we're really focused on the digital to physical pipelines mm-hmm. and then the physical, obviously, for brands back to digital pipelines. And we Amazing. use you know, technologies like AI and 3D to uh, streamline and, and save costs and efficiencies and on-demand manufacturing, agile manufacturing. That's fantastic. So um, do you use other tools? Is it Clo 3D in that pipeline as well somewhere? We use Claire, we use Browseware, we use Style3D, we use all of them. <laughs> uh, we have a library that exists within our portfolio of over 200 patterns. So if a creator comes to us or a brand comes to us, we'll always say, okay, you can choose from any of these patterns that we've created over the last two years. And it will help you um, produce fashion collections for a lot less. And it's also all in 3D. So if you have a print, we can actually do it in kind of hours visualize their kind of fashion collections uh, really seamlessly and then we have the ability to print it all on demand so we work with factories mm-hmm. globally in india in china um in europe that can also do you know small quantities but really quickly so i think what we you know the three things that we we wanted to achieve is is speed to market you know with yeah. an aspirational product and kind of reducing costs for for everybody to have their own fashion collections but it's like helping people build their brands not just kind of build it and like calm it's 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 also to do with the kind of marketing and how we're how you kind of build it and then and then get it onto people it's the influencers it's the kind Mm -hmm. of integrating it with gaming and tiktok it's kind of the, the full strategy yeah, it sounds like it's fast, it's bespoke, and it's made on demand. So they've got yeah. a fantastic set of attributes. Yeah, thank you. So why don't you tell us about your adventures at NFT Paris over the last few days? How did it begin? It was great. So it's my first time in NFT Paris. I think this year, definitely seen more fashion-led and uh, less crypto, but this could be kind of mm-hmm. the circle that we surround ourselves in. So the week started with a few fashion future summit it was founded by hollywoods and the event mm-hmm. focused on connecting the leaders of the largest fashion um houses such as you know luxury fashion houses such as lvmh and caring with yeah. digital brands 
and then Thursday was the future um was uh future codes and um, future is a curated membership platform to connect founders visionaries and disruptors at the forefront of creative culture and technology with global events founded by the queen of connected yeah. unity Shumi Sangari. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had NFT Paris on Friday and Saturday. Friday was a big day. So Digital Fashion Week partnered with Sandbox uh, for digital and physical runway shows. And then in the evening, Psyche get together to celebrate the launch of Steffi Fong's digital collection, which was inspired by Dragon nice. because it's yeah. Year of the Dragon. Yeah. The digital event that we, the digital sample that we created, which Steffi wore and on stage at NFT Paris and then at the event, and she looked insane. And Saturday was more NFT Paris and then a big World of Women event in the evening. Sounds incredible. Um, did you meet anybody from the Chaloup group? Did you meet Nick or anyone from Soulmates? I did actually. I, I did right. see Nick and I yeah. saw his amazing trainer, which was quite interesting because. The Scirocco. Yeah, he was explaining how um, he had found this, this kind of great manufacturer in Dubai that was, that was making it, um, that was able to actually put the, the kind of comforting foam inside. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. actually, traditional 3D manufacturing. The, the factories don't have this kind of internal foam like comfort sock yeah and that's what makes it so unique and it was so light as well i was really really impressed so, yeah i saw he had it had it on stage he had it on stage yeah. we had a little meetup which we went to and we got to kind of try it on and feel it it's so really impressive yeah uh, nick and the team are really really cool and uh, what they've done there with the i'm obviously a big footwear guy so what what they've what they're doing with soulmates is is an incredible just flipping it on the industry on its head made on demand sneakers using um localized nearshoring and with the designer at the center of the pro- of the brand is is so web3 you know it's great rather than the brand taking all of the accolades and the value it goes back yeah, to the designer and i think uh, what they're trying to do there is really exciting and it's also totally um, sustainable. I mean, I think the interesting thing with the TPU is it can just be melted down after it's worn out, and then you yeah. know that 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 can be totally is totally circular, can be recycled, and made into new shoes. That's it. As long as it's monocolor, yeah, you're right. It can be. It can yeah. be just kind of like ground down, repurposed. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a really really useful product uh, TPU, um, and obviously you get different types of filament that gives you different types of softness resistance and yeah. so you can uh, it's a really really flexible material it can be knitted you can do all sorts with it so it's very cool so tell, tell us a, a bit about the things that you enjoyed you, you loved maybe at the event you know i know you mentioned uh, a, a few different um activations you went to maybe you could uh, go into a little more detail okay well one of um you know our passions at digital twin is the digital to physical pipeline and i think mm-hmm. the integration the integration of gaming and digital fashion and the stories that were coming out of, of NFT Paris, I found like really fascinating. So there was a panel discussion at, at Fashion Future Summit um, with Morgan Evans, the manager of Web3 and Gaming at PVH. And they were discussing their gaming strategy for Tommy Hilfiger. They currently have like 50 million users in the game. And the key takeaway, I think, for brands like Tommy that are predominantly wholesale, that 80% wholesale, is it's a great way for them to channel a direct route to their customer 
uh, as that's getting lost with the wholesale business. So although it's a much younger audience, they're able to drive customer acquisition for the future. And although those customers, you know, in Roblox might not be able to afford to tell me, uh, you know, garment now, they're requiring them for, you know, three, four years and increases gauge, engagement um, and sort of buys in a new audience. And they also discuss how, how generative AI is, is, you know, making user-generated content so much easier to create. Mm-hmm. So brands have historically always controlled their IP. Now Tommy's opening it up and giving the customers the opportunity to create using their IP, you know, and it's, 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 they're seeing greater engagement and it's driving up revenue. So it's kind of disrupting. Um, yeah. how brands are using their IP. And then leading into that, there was another partnership, Digital Fashion Week, partnered with Sandbox. And again, this is kind of stabilizing and uh, and grounding the integration mm-hmm. of digital and physical worlds. And there was a packed fashion show with five designers and all their assets turned into like pixel outfits in, in Sandbox. So very cool. And again, it was at NFT Paris. So it's kind of mingling the, integrating the, the digital yeah with with the physical and, and kind of merging both worlds and and sandbox's strategy is really to empower anyone to be a creator mm-hmm. and to nurture and escalate talent through gaming so through their collaborations with digital fashion week where all digital items can be worn and sold in the art runway they're opening doors for anyone to be a designer using these tools and so you know i can imagine a future where these creators can become the next designers and they're fostering thousands of followers, um, increasing their engagement, getting validation mm-hmm. from, you know, their new designs. And once they've achieved that, essentially they're a rock star and they yep. can then launch their own, you know, physical collection. And I think they come uh, to you. they'll come to us and we'll be the one yeah, that yeah. integrate um, the wearable to the physical collection. And, and, and they can monetize not only the digital asset, but the physical asset, you know, sustainably on demand once they've got that, once they're incubated into yeah. an ecosystem of, um, of like followers that actually love what they're doing, mm. it's it's a great it's a great hub for this. I just think gaming is is so fascinating. Um, what's what's really interesting there, just an observation from my perspective, is that you've got the centralized and the decentralized world operating in a very similar way in terms of how they're consuming and how they're building brand and how they're engaging with creators tommy doing it in roblox and tommy will obviously be you know facilitating the co-creation but they'll also be giving roblox 60 percent of their revenue for allowing that transaction to take place on the platform and knowing that actually beyond the roblox wall that that asset has no has no purpose but with sandbox you've got a completely different set of options there haven't you it's decentralized um control what they do and potentially there's going to be more and more kind of web3 integrations with with sandbox to do more with your move with your asset and your brand leading the way and 95 percent of the revenue goes to the creator yeah way more than roblox and also you know we were discussing with sebastian like interesting um use cases of actually rewarding creators with their digital designs to have wings so you know they the more quests that they complete the 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 bigger the wings grow the bigger the backpack goes and this isn't something that mm-hmm. is happening in Roblox yet it's 
it's it's you know it's just vanity they're wearing a garment and that's it so this the whole kind of um utility around digital creation and gaming i think is fascinating uh, and very yeah so they can play yes they play they play in um power-ups you know during during the gameplay yeah yeah and then another thing, obviously, we loved, which is close to us, is the Steffi Fong um, collaboration with us and Psyche. And uh, Steffi produced a four-piece digital collection. And the digital piece was made by Digital Twin. And I think mm-hmm. it's a great example. It was launched at the Psyche party. It was a great yeah. example of how the digital-first designers are moving into the digital space. And, you know, Steffi kind of talked quite a lot about how she has to change her mindset slightly when she's creating a digital piece, a, a physical, a digital, a digital piece, piece that's yeah. going to be made into a physical. Mm-hmm. It's not the same process. So there's an element of discipline that a digital first designer has to go through that doesn't necessarily understand garment construction. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Quite, it's quite interesting. And, and, and obviously explained how the magic happens when the two are aligned. So we did a great job of that. It's really difficult, isn't it? You know, on both sides of the coin, there's a there's a lot of constraints. You know, going from digital uh, to physical, there's obviously the construction aspect of it. When you're building something for digital only, and you want it to have gameplay, like if it's a sandbox or another platform, you know, you've got all the issues around animations, emotes, um, polygons, and so whichever whichever direction you're coming from, there's always constraints but i think constraints do amplify you know creative solutions as well don't they yeah yeah so no congratulations to steffi i know she's been uh, she's on a roll with fashion weeks it was london uh, fashion week with psyche wasn't it in september yeah um and now and now on to paris so i wonder what she's got planned for for september well, quiet, building out the digital, <laughs> building out the digitals, uh, you know, yeah. it, it, it will keep coming. And I think she's just a brilliant role model for all of these digital designers and, and creators that, that, that see that that's their future as well. She's leading the way. Yeah, fantastic. So maybe um, what, what missed opportunities or what frustrations did you detect while you were in Paris? I think we're very early with Web3. And, mm-hmm. you know, and fashion and, and, and doing, you know, connected products with NFC chips uh, is aimed at okay. the Web3 crowd. So I think the crossover with mainstream isn't there yet. It's space separate. So you have NFT Paris with digital NFC physical brands like uh, G-Money, um, mm-hmm. who launched his, his, 9D, his collection with 9DCC. You know, that's center stage at NFT Paris. But now we've got you know, all the designers that are showing during Paris Fashion Week. So it's totally connected. It's like if you have G-Money and other, you know, the, the, it was the only real luxury kind of fashion house showing there. Obviously, Steffi had that thing as well. Yeah. But it's aimed at a different crowd. It's aimed at, you know, crypto bros who want to have luxury fashion but don't want to go to a luxury store. and. You know, he launched his own 54-piece collection there. Um, sizable collection. It's a sizable collection, and it's mm. the same as Steffi in a way. It's a web, it's a web three strategy. Um, but, you know, I don't think traditional fashion people are willing to jump into the web three yet. So the, the crossover isn't there. So it still feels quite separate. I'd love to see it become more integrated. But again, it's 
goes back to the comfort around using wallets, the comfort around buying NFTs, uh, the education around that, what that means. Uh, yeah, there's still a bit of friction there, certainly around the wallets. And I think having like connected or networked products is still really, really exciting because you can deepen the experience for the for the owner. And obviously you can record all sorts of interesting information back onto the chip. Um, yeah. And I'm actually yeah. talking to... I'm talking to uh, Sergio Muster in a, in a couple of weeks from uh, Zatap, and he's in the same world, NFT integrated sporting merchandise. You can kind of see how memorabilia and things like that are great because you can connect a moment, a place, a sporting hero, all sorts of things back into the garment. And that just makes it richer in terms of that connection with the audience. Um, but why do you think? Why do you think it's siloed at the moment? Why do you think um, we're not seeing established fashion brands, you know, really showing at, at NFT Paris? I well, say for example, take take LVMH. LVMH, mm. you know, have their own NFT drop. They did the trunk. They sold it to like a hundred people, and it's although they use Web three influencers to be able to promote this trunk. Actually, their core audience was their their most. Uh, luxury you know sort of uh loyal customers and so they are the ones that had these bags and and, and they didn't even realize they were nfts but you know it's voted, mm -hmm. voted as an extremely kind of web3 drop but it was for their core customers and so these core customers are the only ones that are getting the lvmh strategy lvmh is showing you know separately to this and their web3 strategy is 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 on kind of off calendar yeah and 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 they're doing it as LVMH as well, aren't they? So they're doing it as the conglomerate, not necessarily as as one of their faces. Yeah. So even so, even their strategy is to is is a loyalty program to promote their customers. And I think that the brands, whether it's Steffi or whether it's G Money or whether it's LVMH, they're focused on their core customers. So they're going. You go where the fish are. Who are your customers? So LVMH will go where theirs are and they're at fashion weeks or they're at there they can show whenever they like and the, and then you have you know web3 brands that will promote during a, an nft event i think it's going to take a very long time for the two worlds to collide and maybe when the technology is there it can be mainstream um, but in, until then and until we all have to fumble around with like connecting wallets mm -hmm. and well, I suppose this is, you've raised a, an interesting point there that connecting network products require there to be kind of a direct connection between the brand and their, and their audience. And, you know, Tommy and LVMH and the majority of the globals all operate a very, very large wholesale business. So, so their, their fundamental core business is setting trends, designing products, manufacturing products and put in place in that into their wholesale network and really who if it's a connected product who are they connecting with are they connecting with is the customer connecting with selfridges or back to the brand and do the brand feel that there's a conflict of interest if they're going to start kind of owning that customer relationship um so perhaps perhaps it's there's operating dtc maybe isn't really what they want to do even though the margins are attractive perhaps it does cannibalize the, the the wholesale relationships that they've fostered over decades 
Exactly. I think that they they have to be careful about seeing to be doing lots of DTC strategies that the wholesale customers can't get into because it's not aligned with the overall business strategy. And what you said about Tommy there as well is they're just engaging customers. You know, they're engaging customers. They're not looking for the conversion. They're, they're engaging customers that becomes a pipeline back into their wholesale network. If somebody wants Tommy, they'll go to their local store. That's going to be good for forward orders from that store in the future. So Tom, Tommy is just brand building and nurturing an audience. Um, and they're, they're letting their, their wholesale customers kind of take that, that next step, that monetization step. Yeah, exactly. There was another interesting activation. Wrangler partnered with Montage, mm. their digitally yeah. connected company, and they um, have a they they sourced lots of vintage jackets um, from different 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 places, stores, thrift shops, and then they NFC chip these these uh, these these jackets. They launched it at Hollywood's Future Fashion Summit gifted some pieces out and so this nfc chipped wrangler jacket that's already vintage could be from the 70s now has this new lease of life and the customer who buys it can then track it and if it's resold they know the transfer of ownership where it comes from it's kind of Mm -hmm. showing a a a great line of authenticity and and promoting i guess the longevity of a product so everything we buy on average people wear it like one to three times which is nothing but say if you have like a vintage denim jacket you keep wearing this um and you can see okay over the lifetime of that that jacket it's actually been worn like 100 times or 200 times i mean i love the idea of jackets you know garments being um scanned every time they're worn to promote them being worn more and actually, you know, this it's a great sustainability act. Even like luxury yeah. brands, you know, wherever it is, it's not going to work for Boohoo, but for luxury brands to actually encourage people to wear the products more. And every time they scan, put their jacket on, they scan it, and then they get rewards, you know, loyalty rewards for wearing that jacket or for putting that bag on. And I think that's a great use case for NFC chips once it, the technology becomes simpler. Yeah, I think there's you could do loads, can't you? You know, once once you've got something in your NFT enabled wardrobe, it can give you all sorts of information, even like reward for wearing it, but also a reminder that you haven't worn something. Yeah. Or maybe you're over wearing or over washing something. Yeah. Just all that information can just help guide you into kind of like utilizing your wardrobe in the most sustainable and balanced way. Yeah. Whilst giving you weather reports and meet calendar information so you can even start to have suggestions about what what you is underutilized and what maybe you can wear on that day i'm looking forward to it being attached to running shoes so that you can they can tell you how many miles you have to you can do it with the nike app at the moment and put in how many miles you've run and it just updates it like you have to update it manually but actually if you had it on your on your trainers and then it just ding 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 like your trainers worn out get a new pair that's actually really useful because i wait until mine are really worn out and, uh, yeah, yeah 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 exactly so so what about automate louise um what technology did you see or did you hear about or are, are you excited about and uh, what what's on the horizon i think we, we've been talking a lot i guess because we've had these fashion weeks we had london fashion week we're having paris um milan 
about the relevance of fashion shows for brands and well mm-hmm. not big brands obviously but for for smaller brands because the cost is so high it's like eighty thousand pounds to have a fashion show and i've yeah. always felt you know managing fashion brands i've always found it a real kind of curse to have to find the money to have to find sponsorship and actually the roi is 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 limited now especially when we're living in such a kind of uh immediate culture where you know tiktok's happening all these trends are happening so quickly and you've got to you know it, you're showing in you're showing your spring collection in in september yes months for it to be launched so i think yeah. that for me personally i'd love to see new use cases that, that 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 are happening to you know bring in new ideas of how we can change this and there is a company called uh, future front row who had a, a booth at NFT Paris. Great. It's just a hologram. And they had collaborated with over 10 digital artists to create massive storytelling mm-hmm. displays. And it was really powerful because the music and uh, the theatrical element to it uh, yeah. like, was, was so engaging. Um, you know, we talk quite a lot about, say, how how you can kind of utilise this uh, for brands to to kind of maybe change the, the the system slightly. You know, this 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 hologram show is like forty thousand, and not only can you sort of have it in a in a theatre setting in London, but you could then take it for no extra cost, just the cost of a screen, and you could show it in yeah. Paris. You could then show it in Amsterdam. You could have seated audience there like there's nobody kind of not being able to see things because it's higher mm-hmm. up like you know a cinema so the content is is way better um and brands kind of need you know customers want stories now it's not just about the product they want to know the story behind it the inspiration and 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 so brands are having to do more and more engaged content more and more kind of shoots more and more videos and this is kind of a way capture it all in one go I, I loved it I thought it was really powerful yeah it sounds like you could uh, dig into every look you know in a, in a granular way with information and all of that can come after the event so you can end up with this long tail of engagement where people come to the premiere but then because they're your guest and because they're either a buyer or in the media you can then engage with them specifically about the looks that they that resonated with them and you could send personalized updates to their phone or to an application uh, to really build on that same to buyers you know um, and you can you can seed that over a six-month period it's like you say it's like you have photos can be shared or recaps of a runway can be shared but you can go a lot lot deeper on an emotional level if you have um, all this immersive holographic content that you can build on over a period of time so uh, what do you know about the founders of Future Front Road? Um, where are they based? They're based in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And the founders are on Antonio Tallarico and Isabel Udo. Amazing. Great no, it sounds like that is technology that is going to impact on future runway events, for sure. Yeah, I hope so. And I think having, I love the idea of having uh, mannequins with the product on. So you can feel it. I think with a fashion show, you are far removed. You can't get get the handle of it. They come and go so quickly. You're just trying to get 
a picture, you know, as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the opportunity to be able to feel something as well is kind of lost in these shows. Well, th- this is it. It's just an, a more, I'm not saying that it takes over a runway. You still need to have, people still need to see how the textures and how the, how the materials flow and fit. But almost by having them as a, as a digital incarnation or complementary to it, you're almost building out your digital product pipeline at the same time. Yeah. Giving you the ability to to go to market quickly if you need to, you know, uh, but also lots and lots of assets to continue building the story around that collection. Yeah, exactly. You have to. Put that is to that is very cool. In the first place to yeah. be able to get into the ground. Well, Louise, that wraps up our NFT Paris special. Thank you so much for being there and, and telling us all about um, what you experienced. It sounds like a truly incredible event. Um, what's the best way for our audience to keep in touch with what you're up to? They can follow me on LinkedIn at Louise Lang and Digital Twin. On Instagram, again, at Louise Lang and Digital Twin. And on Twitter at Digital Team. Amazing. I'd just like to wrap up by saying whether you're a creator, a builder or a player in the digital world, have fun and enjoy being at the frontier of technology that is definitely changing the future. We'll see you next time on Love, Hate, Automate.